Hello everyone, I'm Laura Lapp. This week's episode is all about the power of being present and why you should never, ever be realistic. I love you guys. Thank you for listening. I am going to start off by reading you a quote by a philosopher named Osho. And this quote genuinely changed my life the first time I came across it. It goes like this. Tomorrow never comes. It is always today. The first time I read that was the first time I realized that this tomorrow we're always worried about never actually comes because the only thing that exists is the present moment we're living in. The past is nothing but a memory and the future is nothing but a dream. We are constantly encountering new moments. Each one that we live in is fresh. And I realized that every day we wake up and it's today. So we're so concerned with future scenarios and all these things that could happen. But the reality is throughout our lives, we're always gonna wake up and it's always going to be today. And today we can handle anything that's thrown our way. And that is the perspective that allowed me to be present because that is what made me realize there's no sense worrying about the future. I was worried about all these things that could happen in these future scenarios almost as though I didn't trust myself and as though I didn't know myself. Because when I really stopped to think about it, I realized that today, here in this moment, I'm confident that I could handle anything. Now, there have been days when I've been feeling way less strong and where I've been really, really struggling with anxiety or depression or something else going on in my life. And on those days, I might not have said that so confidently. But even on those days, I would say, this is really hard right now. I don't feel like myself right now, but I know I'll get back there. I don't think I've ever truly doubted who I am at my core. And I don't think I've ever completely lost belief in the fact that I'll rise again. And even if you get to a place that's so dark, where your mind is telling you that you can't tap into your highest self and that you can't become that person. You can, because we're living in a world of infinite possibilities. You have no idea what's coming tomorrow. Tomorrow, even if today sucks, could be the best day of your life. You could get the call you've been waiting for, or you could be walking on the street and meet the love of your life. These situations sound unrealistic, but what even is being realistic? We really have no idea what's going to happen. And we've seen quote unquote unrealistic things happen for so many people. Walt Disney was once fired from his job for lacking imagination and not having good ideas. Do you think the people at his work looked at him and thought, this man is going to be a visionary. He is going to create the biggest media empire this world has ever known. They 100% didn't because if they had, they wouldn't have fired him. My point is this belief in yourself won't come from other people. It comes from you and from what you believe you're capable of and the potential that you know you have. No one else knows this boundless well of ability that lives within you. You can do anything. You can do things you don't even know you can do yet. 
I'm sure there were days Walt Disney questioned if he could do what he dreamt of doing. I'm sure when he got fired and they said that to him, it burned a little, even though clearly he was able to tune it out and move along. But can you imagine if they'd told him that and he'd thought, you know what? I don't really have good imagination. I don't have good ideas. Mickey Mouse, that's a stupid idea. Can you imagine if he'd given in to the criticism? Instead, he stayed rooted in his self-belief and he believed in his creations and he knew what he was capable of and he went for it. Now, the reason I raise this story is because I think it's really important to remember in hard times when you feel down about yourself and when you feel like there's no hope for you and when your mind is trying to convince you that you can't do it or that you're not worthy, it's important to remember that a lot of the most successful people in the world were underdogs. A lot of them, I'd go as far as to say most of them, were not people who you'd traditionally expect to succeed. There are endless examples of athletes who physically didn't measure up and who no one thought could go as far as they could. Even look at Michael Jordan. He wasn't the tallest or the strongest guy in the NBA, but he was so skilled and so determined that he made himself a legend. There are so many people like that. We've all heard Oprah Winfrey's story. And if you haven't, I'd really encourage taking a sec to Google it and read through it because she went through such hardship. She had an extremely traumatic upbringing and I'm sure it got her down. So I'm not gonna say that she didn't let it get her down because we always hear those phrases when speaking about people, like they didn't let it get to them or they didn't let it hurt them. And it's like we imagine these successful people as just having been able to tune it all out. But that's not real life. If something bad happens to you or if someone says something really mean to you, that's going to sting and that's going to hurt. I don't think that these people are some sort of superhuman who don't feel what happens to them. And maybe that misconception is part of why we dehumanize celebrities in a sense. These people have felt every part of their journey like we all do. So back to my original point, it's not that Oprah or Michael Jordan or Walt Disney or any of these people didn't let things get them down. It's that when they were down, they had such a strong self-belief and they were so rooted in their beliefs for what they could do and for what they could achieve during their life that they clung to those beliefs and they let them bring them back up. It's not that they didn't get down, it's that they never stayed down. And that perspective changed my life because I stopped punishing myself for the moments where I felt down. I'd have these panic attacks or these intense moments of anxiety or of depression and I'd feel hopeless and lost. And I'd think to myself, if I'm this low right now, how am I ever going to get through anything? And in that state of mind and of being, my anxiety would just spiral. And I think that if you do that enough times, it's what leads you to live in a somewhat constant state of anxiety. But when you realize that you're not chained to the person you are right now, and you're not chained to this moment. In fact, to think that is a ridiculous notion because every moment is completely new. 
We are literally and metaphorically not the same people tomorrow as we are today. If you want to get scientific about it, our cells literally do die and regenerate. So we're constantly in this state of evolution. But also, just to look at the mind, our thoughts are constantly different. If you pick a random time in the day and try to remember what you were thinking about, unless it was something super significant, you won't be able to. Because our thoughts are these phrases and sentences that are sort of constantly going on in the background. And a lot of the time we aren't really aware of them. They're just operating somewhat subconsciously. But power begins when you recognize the operation of those thoughts. And when you realize that, they're completely in your control. And they always have been. If you change your thoughts, you change your mind. And if you change your mind, you change your life. When you become present and when you become rooted in each moment, you're able to tap into this field of infinite possibilities because it does exist. It exists for every single one of us. Wanting to be an NBA player starts with a thought. Wanting to be an actor starts with a thought. Wanting to be a CEO starts with a thought. All of these goals and everyone will have unique ones begin in your mind and they begin with the thought of not only do I really want to do that but maybe I can and then that maybe turns into an I can do this and that turns into a determination of I will work hard enough until I can make this thing my life but that entire process of having a goal and working towards it and changing your routine to work towards it literally starts with a thought. It starts with an idea. That is how powerful our thoughts are. One thought can literally change the trajectory of your entire life. Now, if you put that much pressure on all your thoughts, you're going to lose your mind. So that's not what I'm saying to do. But what I'm saying is you are never stuck, even if you feel like it. And I know that some circumstances are so difficult and there are a lot of situations that I can't even fathom or relate to. I'm acknowledging that completely. But what I'm saying is that one thought of wanting to do something or of wanting to strive towards a new goal, live differently or be slightly different as a person can change your entire life. If I think to myself, I want to be more confident, that sets in motion an entire string of events of thoughts where I become more confident. That's what I mean when I say we're never stuck. Not only are you not stuck in your current circumstance, but you're not stuck being who you are right now because every moment is new and your thoughts are constantly new. That's why no one can predict who they'll be at the end of their lives. We're all constantly changing and evolving. And as we go through new situations, we acquire new information and thus new thoughts. So our personality is constantly becoming a bit more nuanced by the things that we go through and the knowledge that we... Now this ties back into the entire conversation surrounding social media, which I touched on in the last episode. Because of the amount of importance our thoughts have, if you're constantly feeding your mind with information that stems from the perspectives of other people, and from influences who you may not necessarily trust or want to be influenced by, and from these videos and these photos that only display appearance and only display aesthetic, 
for the most part, because there are ways to cut through that noise and to be more authentic. I'm not denying that at all. But if you're feeding your mind with that sort of information constantly, eventually it'll change your thoughts and thus it will change who you are. This process happened to me. I'm going to save that story for another episode where I'm talking solely about social media. But my point is, when people say to be wary of what you listen to and what you watch and who you're around, you kind of hear those things and you're like, yeah, yeah. People tend to come at this subject with a sort of all or nothing approach. And it's like, you need to only listen to good things or to feed your mind with good things. So you should only watch really good films or really good shows and listen to amazing music and read books and not go on TikTok and la la la. Thinking about that right now, I know for a fact I couldn't stick to that. I love watching my reality TV. I could never give up Love Island. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I love scrolling on TikTok now and then. I've actually seen some videos on TikTok that have really inspired me. And I do enjoy scrolling on Instagram and saving images that I find inspiring or aesthetically pleasing. And sometimes that app even serves as a bit of a vision board for me to look at these different people and see how they're living. And when I'm using it the right way, it can almost elevate my dreams a little bit. But this is a big but. If you go on to TikTok or Instagram and you're just mindlessly scrolling and you aren't aware of the fact that your mind is storing this information and this information could potentially change who you are. If you aren't aware of that, you'll have no defenses against it. It's like if you're walking alone on a street at night and a robber is approaching you. If you have no idea they're there, they're going to be able to attack you. But if you hear them coming, you'll have a moment to collect yourself, prepare your defenses, and fight back. The same concept operates when encountering new sources of information or when opening any social media app. If you just have that level of awareness, and if you set a bit of intention for how you're going to use that app in that moment, and it doesn't have to be a long process, it can literally just be one thought. Like, I'm going to go on Instagram and I'm going to check what my friends are doing and then I'm going to close off and I'm not going to let myself get caught up in scrolling and scrolling. Or a specific one that I use all the time is before opening TikTok, I'll think to myself, okay, I'm going to go on this app for maybe 15 minutes and I'm going to hopefully find some funny videos and have a laugh and then I'm going to get off of it before I start scrolling and scrolling and just don't even know what I'm watching. When I head into a social media platform, with that level of awareness and with that level of understanding for the ways in which content might impact the way I think, my relationship to it instantly becomes so much healthier. Because before, when I wasn't aware of that, I would get on TikTok sometimes for north of an hour and mindlessly watch all these videos and I would literally find it hard to stop. And the first few times I experienced that feeling, it honestly freaked me out that I had trouble getting off of an app. And if you experience that, it's completely okay. It's natural. It's like turning off a movie that you're into. But the important thing to note is that the difference between a movie and between scrolling on an app is that a movie is one source of information. It's one plot line, one scenario, one group of actors. 
it's one message, essentially. A social media platform is millions of messages and of influences and of people. So you're internalizing, whether you realize it or not, so much more information when you're on an app versus when you're watching something a little more static, like a movie or a TV show. Found it so important to always touch on social media in my podcast and to make that a bit of a priority because it's so new that I don't think we're aware of the ways it might be impacting our minds. And I don't think we've yet to see those impacts in their entirety because we're so new to it and we're the first generation to be part of it. So there's no one else to look at as an example. But I think we need to start speaking about it a lot more. And I think we need to start really fostering that sense of awareness with these apps and taking a moment to check in be present, and set an intention before engaging with content. Now, that was a little bit of a side tangent on social media, but to get back to the topic at hand. Now, before I recorded this today, I was thinking a lot about dreamers versus realists. I've always quite confidently been a dreamer. I've never been realistic. And I was really thinking about what being realistic is because... It's just never made sense to me. And I actually Googled the definition of the definition as stated by Oxford Dictionary is the world or the state of things as they actually exist, as opposed to an idealistic or notional idea of them. For example, he refuses to face reality. So reality is a way of defining what's going on in this present moment. And it's also a way of operating that goes based on what's happened in the past. So... When you look at someone and tell them to be realistic, you are essentially chaining them to that specific notion of who they are in that moment. Now, the difference between a realist and a dreamer are that the realists operate based on what's happening in this present moment and based on what's happened in the past. They try to predict the most rational outcome based on things that have already happened. But the dreamers acknowledge the infinite realm of possibilities and they acknowledge the fact that with time and with hard work, anything could happen. And they acknowledge that new things are constantly happening all around us and within us. I think the main difference between realists and dreamers when it comes to dealing with life and with one's ambitions are that realists chain themselves to the present moment and to things that have happened in the past to them or to other people. Dreamers are present in that moment and recognize that anything could happen. To be realistic is to deny the infinite realm of possibilities that does exist, whether you want to look at it or not. These stories are always brought up of people who were that one in a million. For example, let's take Michael Jordan. He wasn't just physically as a person, the tallest or the strongest man to enter the NBA, but he's one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest. I'm sure people along the way told him to be realistic and didn't think that he'd get to where he is. Sure, by the time he was in high school or maybe college basketball, he was really showing some skill and some ability. So then people's notions of him and perceptions of him rose along with his abilities. And at that point, he might not have been told to be realistic as much anymore because it looked like he really could go to the NBA and he probably would go pro. 
But imagine if before he embarked on that journey of hard work and dedication and of day after day of putting in the time and the effort, if before he'd started all of that and he just had this idea and this dream in his mind of going to the NBA and he was nothing more than a kid who liked to play basketball and people told him to be realistic then based on their notion of him in that moment as someone who hadn't achieved anything yet and who hadn't put in all of this hard work. Imagine if he'd listened to them and said, you know what, being an NBA player seems super unlikely and I should go for a more practical pursuit. But he didn't do that because he knew that he was willing to work the hardest and he was so dedicated to his dream and to his goals that he was willing to spend every day playing basketball and improving his skills and learning about the game. People who told him to be realistic didn't know that about him. Only he knew that about him. And my point is only you know the drive that exists within you. You see, what other people tell you about what you can do means nothing because they're not in your head and they don't know your heart. They don't know what you're willing to work for and what you're willing to do. So when someone tells you to be realistic and they even start bringing up statistics of all the people who don't make it, that's when you have to tap into your belief in yourself and your belief in the unlimited realm of possibilities that exist for you. And here's the thing, and here's where being realistic may have a bit of merit. Let's say that I set the goal way back when of being a doctor. Technically, I could have made that happen. I could have worked super hard in school and gone to med school and really put all my time and energy into that goal. But I was never even drawn to that. And I never even thought about doing that because math and science aren't my strengths and I don't feel passionate whatsoever towards those things. Sure, I could have done that, but realistically, that's not my dream and that's not my passion. And I know myself and I know that if I was confronted with a science textbook, I really wouldn't want to read it and I'd have a much harder time getting through that pursuit. It would be like wading through mud for me. I think the only time being realistic comes in handy is when you're figuring out what your passions are. For me, I'm a more artistic person, so any sort of artistic pursuit or goal is more realistic for me because I'll be much more attuned to the processes of creating that thing or of doing that thing. Working hard at it will be way easier for me because I'll love it and I'll have fun with it. And even on the days when it's hard, that passion will drive me forwards. So what I'm saying here is only you can know those things. Only you can know what your dreams are and what you're most likely going to be able to achieve. I think a lot of times when people tell you to be realistic, and there's some people who say that with malintent and they're coming from a bad place of competitiveness or insecurity or whatnot. But I think for the most part, people are saying it with good intentions and they're saying it from a place of concern because they don't want to see you fail. But something you have to realize is that half of the journey comes through failure. I want to see myself fail at things. I don't think you should be scared of failing. I think you should only be scared of not failing because if you're not failing, you must not really be doing anything. If you're not having a bad day now and then or having a tough time and having to learn something and pick yourself back up, you aren't evolving. There are people who 
are very successful or are at the pinnacle of their careers and they're not really failing because they've learned so much and those successes just flow and come naturally because they've reached this position of power and they've learned so much. But any one of those people who've attained success at anything will talk about the importance of failure because you can only get to that level through failing. You have to step up the ladder and now and then it'll be harder, but you're still moving forwards. People see failure as a setback, but it's not. It's a moment where you learn something that enables you to move forwards and to be better. If you want to look at it that way and it makes more sense to you than just looking at it as a constant upward trajectory, imagine on a graph. Things go up for a little and then they go down and then they shoot way up. But you can't shoot way up without those downs. And you don't know how many there are going to be and you don't know how long they're going to last. And those are the mysteries of life. Those are the questions we don't get to know the answers to until we've lived through them. But what you have to decide is, does this thing mean enough? And do I want this badly enough that I'm willing to go through that journey and I'm willing to fail and I'm willing to learn and eventually I'll succeed, but I'm willing to do everything it takes in the meantime and in the process to get there. If you have a goal in mind or a dream And when I said that just then, you think to yourself, absolutely, I want to do it. Then you need to go for it. Because if you know in your heart and your soul that you can become that thing or do that thing, then you can. Because if you have a dream, a dream is nothing more than a possibility. A dream is a vision of something that could happen for you in the future. I feel like a lot of people think of their dreams and they're thrown off by that could. Yeah, this could happen, but it also could not. But that word right there, could, holds the potential of all your dreams coming true. That is the catalyst to making everything you want to happen, happen. All you have to do is face your fear that, yeah, it might not. But the thing is, if you go for something and it doesn't work out, You're going to learn something or you're going to get to a new place where you're able to do something different with that knowledge or you're even closer to that same goal. There's an old saying, and we've all heard it, if you shoot for the moon, you'll at least land amongst the stars. And that saying is carried on because it's so true. If you shoot for a goal and you don't land on the moon or land on that goal specifically, you'll at least land amongst the stars. So you'll land on another goal or you'll land somewhere closer to that goal. And where you end up, that's not exactly what you were going for, but it's near there, or it's something a little different, might lead you to what you're actually meant to do, or to a new pursuit that you're extremely passionate about. But you can only get there through going for it. You know, I think someone who's extremely inspirational is Matthew McConaughey, and he speaks about how he views his life in these chapters defined by 10 years. So he'll always look at the next 10 years and think to himself, what are my goals for these next 10 years? What do I want to achieve? What can I achieve? And he won't tie himself to the past 10 years or to 10 years past the ones that are about to happen. He'll just be who he is in that present moment and think, what do I want to do? And what do I think I can do? And that is key right there. You have to think you can do something before you can do it. That think 
is not a sign of uncertainty. It's a sign that you've really thought about something or you're thinking about it. And you say to yourself, I think I can do that. It's like if I say right now, I think I can make a movie. I'm not saying that right now, here and today, I can make a movie. I don't have any of the resources or the time. But what I'm saying is, I think there's a chance one day in the future, I'll have the ability to do that. And then on that day, when I'm farther down the road and that goal is a little more in sight and I've achieved some other pursuits, I'll be able to say to myself, I can do this. It's like to go back to that example of Michael Jordan, he had to practice day in and day out in the gym and get a lot stronger and grow up a little before he could say, I can go to the NBA and have that be his reality. Now I'm gonna bring up the concept of manifesting because it's so heavily talked about online. People always present manifesting as thinking of this goal as if it's already happened and as if it's already in your life. And I must say, I disagree a little bit with that approach. I think that is extremely helpful for a moment to stop and imagine if it's already happened and think about that moment. But I think where a lot of people get stuck and where I got stuck is staying in that because people speak about it as though you should wake up every day and act as if that goal's already happened and live your life accordingly. But to me, that always felt a little defeating in the moment because I'd set this goal and wake up every day trying to kind of pretend like it already happened or imagine what it would feel like to be there. And I would just feel so far from that end goal. And I would just find myself comparing what my life was like right now to that dream I had. And it kind of led to me actually feeling a little more hopeless because focusing on the end result all the time made it feel a little unrealistic. For example, waking up every day and thinking, I am a millionaire, this has already happened, I'm gonna live my life accordingly, felt a little defeating when I checked my bank account. <laughs> felt a little defeating when my card got declined at Starbucks. And I think it's so important to visualize those dreams. That is absolutely a step in the process. But I think what's a lot more helpful is to focus on the smaller steps and to focus on the process. For example, if the goal is, I wanna be a millionaire, don't just focus on that end goal. Focus on your day-to-day -day life and focus on working on yourself and working on the small steps. Jay Shetty talks a lot about this process of visualization where instead of, where instead of focusing on that end result, you focus on the process. If I want to be a millionaire, there are so many things that would be conducive to that goal. Even something like working out is conducive to that goal because it's improving my mindset and it's improving my mentality and way of thinking and it's making me more resilient and it's improving the way I go through my daily life because your daily life is what's going to happen between between the present moment and the moment where that goal comes true. And that is why people talk about your day-to-day -day habits and being present in them being so important. Because if you don't change anything about your day-to-day -day life or about what you're doing, your life isn't going to change. And that goal isn't going to magically come way closer to you. I do think there's a lot of power in being open to opportunity and in believing that amazing things can happen for you in an instant because they can. But what I'm saying is, instead of 
focusing on that day when you reach this point in your life where it's just so wonderful and you feel free and so on. Visualize that for a moment and hold that dream and hold it close to your heart, especially when things get hard. But visualize what you're going to do tomorrow. Think about waking up, getting to the gym, eating a healthy breakfast. Maybe you're going to school or going to work and think about what you're going to do in that time to be productive. And maybe what you're doing for work isn't what you want to do. And maybe what you're studying in school isn't what you want to end up doing. So in that case, think to yourself, okay, this is what I have to do right now. What is the most conducive to me right now to get through this current situation and to get closer to my goal? I went through university studying political science and I knew the whole time (laughs) that politics wasn't something I wanted to go into. And in my first couple of years, I was really still in that high school mentality of working really hard and getting good grades. And it just came quite naturally to me to have that level of determination when it came to school. So my first two years, I was super dedicated and I feel like I sort of flowed through. Then third year came along and people started talking about what they were going to do and what was coming next. And I found myself rapidly losing motivation in school because I'd think to myself, what is the point? I'm not going to end up doing this. But if you get into that mindset where you're not doing what you want to be doing and you feel like everything sucks and you just hate it, that is so counterproductive to your actual dreams and your actual goals. Because there are things you can be doing in your day-to-day life that will make those things happen for you and that will help those be your next step because you always get to define your next step. It doesn't matter what you're doing right now. Right now, I could stand up and step in any direction that I want to go in and you can do the same. And I don't mean that literally. I mean that if I wanted to get up right now and learn some math, I could do that. If I wanted to learn science, I could do that. We're blessed to have all of this information and all of this technology surrounding us. So, If your dream is to become an actor and you're in school studying something that doesn't interest you, think to yourself, okay, it'll be good for me to get this degree and that'll be a good personal accomplishment. Even if at a certain point it becomes, you know what, finishing this and seeing this through will make my parents happy because then their investment wasn't for nothing. Or maybe you're putting yourself through it and you feel like you owe it to yourself just to see this commitment through then just go at it from that perspective. That's what I ended up doing. I ended up thinking to myself, you know what? I'm more than halfway through this. I will feel better about myself and feel better about this decision if I see it through. So that's what got me through those last two years of school. And then on the side, I would create things all the time. So even if you're at a point where you're feeling a little stuck, be in that moment and think to yourself, What do I enjoy doing and what is it that I want to do? Because there's an infinite realm of possibilities ahead of you. And if you just start working on something, even if it's not something that's your end goal that you feel passionate about or that you enjoy doing, if you shoot for the moon, you'll at least land amongst the stars. If you shoot for any sort of goal, you might just end up doing a different one. So I've spoken a lot today about presence and about the way that adopting that perspective of recognizing that we're constantly in a new moment and that realization that it's never tomorrow, it's always today. 
And today, we are okay. And today, anything is possible. The moment that you realize that is the moment I believe you really start living. Because instead of either chaining yourself to the past and to perceptions of who you've been, or chaining yourself to these future concerns and worries, you start to realize what people mean when they say anything is possible. And you start to gain a lot of calmness through that. Realizing that was the first time I realized that I really trusted myself because I realized that I trust who I am right now to get through what comes her way. And I'm willing to bet as you're listening to this, you can trust who you are because you've been through things and you got through those things. And you know somewhere deep down in you that if hard times come again, you will be able to get through them. And if those hard times are right now for you and you're in the midst of that struggle, I'm sure that you know deep in your soul, even if it feels like a faraway thought right now, that you will come out the other side and that you will be triumphant. We are all the authors of our own stories. And what that means is that we can write what happens next. It hasn't been written before. And I want to close off by reminding you that you haven't existed before. So no one knows what is possible for you. Not even you. You're going to do things that you haven't yet imagined because that's how life is. And you might achieve goals that you haven't even thought of yet that are so magnificent and wonderful. So whatever you do, don't be realistic. Don't chain yourself to the past or to your current perception of who you are because you don't know what tomorrow will bring. And tomorrow, it'll just be today. And today, you are always fine. And you are always loved and you are always okay. So let that notion of presence and of the newness of each moment not only reduce your anxiety and ground you in this moment, but let it also be the driving force that brings you closer to all of your dreams. And if someone ever tells you to be realistic, think to yourself in your mind, they have no idea what I'm capable of. Because truly, the only person who knows what you're capable of is you. That is all for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I would really appreciate it if you could hit that follow or subscribe button on whichever platform you're listening from and leave me a rating, hopefully five stars, but you know, be honest. If you could take a quick second just to do that, I would really appreciate it because those things seem small, but they are what drives shows like mine forward. Thank you so much for listening. I'm wishing you all the best. Alrighty. I love you guys. I'm Laura Lapp, and this is Tenant of Expert. I'll see you next week on Monday with a brand new episode. Mwah.